Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. Uh, I want to take you back, Zach, to November 14th, 2020. It's my birthday. No, it's not. It's not. Michigan is in the middle of their COVID season failure nightmare, having just lost at home to Wisconsin 49-11. to Joe Milton starts the game at quarterback for Michigan and goes 9 for 19 for 98 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Hassan Haskins has six yards on one carry. Blake Corum gets the ball seven times for five yards with a long of four. Jalen Berger, now at Michigan State, rushes for 87 yards and a touchdown for Wisconsin. The next day, this is tweeted out. I want all Michigan fans to do this. Take three deep breaths and have faith. Faith that every single coach, player, and employee in that building is doing everything they possibly can be doing to be great. That was tweeted out by a five-star quarterback recruit that people were just saying was going to decommit from Michigan, who obviously didn't, J.J. McCarthy. We're naming this episode The Revenant because the word revenant means a person who has returned, especially supposedly from the dead. Who was counted out more than Jim Harbaugh after the COVID season? Nobody. Imagine how much more you've been counted out if you wouldn't have chickened out of that Ohio State. But on to the present, Zach. (laughs) Michigan 45, Ohio State 23. Uh After the game, Mike Sainer still, a three-star wide receiver recruit, ranked as the 595th best recruit in the country, switched to corner this offseason, ran over to the Michigan cheerleaders, grabbed a Michigan flag, and planted it and took a photo with it at midfield with the team. Can I just say this real quick? I just, like, cool. Have your fun with your little flag. But it's a turf field. Yeah, they had to hold it up. It's just going to fall over. They had to hold it up. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Uh, It it seemed at least like they were prepared for it. If I remember Baker Mayfield when he did it. Yeah, it just fell trying to get it in there. It legit just fell over. So they were aware and it just held it up. But Harbaugh was asked later what he thought of that happening. And he said, I want to get that flag and put it in our museum. You can say that this is just poking the bear, that Ohio State is going to take it personally and come back next year all ready to go. But that's what they said they were going to do after last year. Another parallel to The Revenant is the most famous scene of the movie where a bear attacks and nearly kills Leo DiCaprio. But in the end, the bear ends up dead. Poke the bear. The bear is dead. What? I'm not saying... Is it... They have a museum because it's like so long ago. Because they have a rich was, history. Because it was so long. They have ago. a they have a game ball for every game they win. It's current. Every game. Yeah, there's a wall of football. There's nine hundred and sixty. Most all time, and there's still room for more. I'm not saying Michigan is going to win seventeen of the next nineteen or whatever the number was. Even though I know that. Michigan won by 15 last year and 22 this year and had the refs not inexplicably called C.J. Stroud down by loss of forward progress when he clearly had fumbled as he was getting sacked and easy, it easily could have been a 52-23 to 23 final score. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't just assume things. You think Ohio State's play. finally going to get a stop? No, Ohio State's offensive lineman was going to recover that. <laughs> okay. Pierce Johnson was right there. Sure. Fine. We'll go back to 45-23. Cool. That's great. I know that C.J. Stroud going pro along with a number of other starters. You would complain about the refs even in a win, though. 
I mean, it was pretty clearly a fumble. He got thrown like a friggin' ragdoll, and the ball was out immediately. Yeah, I did think it was weird because, like, it was weird that they were like, uh, it was uh, Ford Progress was stopped because, like. They messed up, and yeah. no, no one picked it up right away. Yeah, so they were like, they, they, we can't, they were like, we can't fix it anyway. So. Yeah. At least it wasn't a close game. I did think that yeah. I would have lost my mind if it was a close game and that happened. Well, they were only getting pressure after Ohio State gave up, but. Okay. If we're being honest. I mean, Ohio State gave up. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know C.J. Stroud, a bunch of their team, is going pro after this year. Huh? You know, while Michigan brings back J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards, and the game is in Ann Arbor next year. Ohio State brings back a lot of guys. I say the bear is dead because it feels more like an actual rivalry again where 17 of 19 isn't happening anytime soon. Where I don't just dread the last game of the year anymore there is no fear at least on Michigan's side during the game they kept talking about how tense it felt on ohio state sideline so who knows really about if there's fear period maybe if there's fear there's fear on ohio state side all i know is i'm not worried about ohio state taking it personally ryan day stood in front of thousands of fans and students on saturday before heading to the stadium and shouted about how it had been so long before michigan had come to columbus into their house how this year would be different and the only difference is that michigan won by more this game showed that last year was not a fluke 42 to 27 didn't happen because of the flu it didn't happen because of weather 45 to 23 happened in Columbus in perfect weather with Ohio State's Heisman now possible finalist healthy while Michigan's Heisman finalist in Blake Corum was out with an emerging defensive star and JTT healthy for Michigan or for Ohio State but Michigan's best defensive player in Mike Morris out Jim Harbaugh replaced both coordinators in 12 of 22 uh, to the NFL and injury heading into the game and just beat Ohio State and Columbus by 22 points. Michigan's defense all season long gave up exactly one play over 60 yards all season, a Sean Clifford scramble and a 41-17 Michigan win, but they had four touchdowns of over 60 yards against Ohio State. Michigan outscored Penn State and Ohio State by a combined 53-6 in the second half. In the second halves of their last two meetings, Michigan has outrushed Ohio State, two games, 430 to 24. Wait, what? In the second half? Michigan has outrushed Ohio State in the second half of the last two games, 430 to 24. That's insane. Meanwhile, Ryan Day sought out Jim Knowles specifically to stop Michigan in the running game and ended up giving up 252 yards at 7.2 yards per carry after Michigan gained 278 yards and three touchdowns through the air. C.J. Stroud, in the biggest game of his career so far, threw two picks and had a fumble wiped off the board by some official incompetence. We had an episode last okay, year. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. To be fair about the interceptions, the one, the running back was right there. He didn't. And it was a bad throw. It wasn't a horrible throw, and he was, he was also, intercepted he was, by a defensive lineman. Yeah, he shouldn't have thrown it. He should have just taken the sack, which honestly thought he was down in live time and in the replay. It looked like his leg hit the ground before he threw it. And the second interception was an absolute dime that Cade Stover just drops and t- tips it up to the defender. All I'm saying is the biggest game of his career, they need him to score. 
And he tried to be Patrick Mahomes, and he threw an interception. Okay, okay but don't act like they lost because of C.J. Stroud. They, didn't, <laughs> they definitely didn't win because of C.J. Stroud. They didn't win because they didn't let C.J. Stroud sling that. Last year, we had an episode called C.J. Stroud's Villain Origin Story after the Heisman Ceremony where Desmond Howard openly mocked him in front of a live national audience. But instead of going Joaquin Phoenix's Joker on everyone, he got to the show and shit the bed whoa, whoa, on national whoa, TV. Whoa, whoa, whoa. C.J. Stroud really balled out. C.J. Stroud, again, got a ton of yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, because... Because his team sold you, in so many different ways. You kept saying How that last year, they 27 points was enough to win. What did C.J. Stroud do? 23 <laughs> points. How many drop two passes? How many penalties that were his fault? Ruined drives. How many, two, how many interceptions ruined drives? One. Two. The game was over at that point for both those interceptions. Both. It was a two-score game when he threw the first one. Okay. But they were was, in the red zone. Okay, maybe it, it wasn't was third the down. first one, but he should have... That was okay. One one mistake. I'll give you one mistake for the whole game. That was other a Heisman that, moment. Other than that, CJ Stroud balled out this game. CJ Stroud. Last year, CJ Stroud. Go back and watch the moment. tape. You go back and watch the tape. CJ Stroud played a really good game. I'm glad you're happy with CJ Stroud's performance. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about CJ Stroud's about one performance. One of the only players I'm happy with performance after that game. All I'm saying, last year they asked CJ Stroud, "What's your Heisman moment?" And he described a play in the Michigan game that did not happen. It got called back for a penalty. This year, they needed him to score. Two-score game. He tries to be Mahomes, and he threw it away. That's all I'm saying. He'll still probably make it to NYC just like last year, but just like last year, he'll be there watching someone else win. But this time, he's not headed back to Columbus, but he'll go off to the NFL for exactly one contract. Jeez. If Corum was able to play, it may have been him taking the Heisman from Stroud. But since he couldn't go, Donovan Edwards, with one hand, setting a new Michigan record with the longest carry in the game at 75 yards, a record that stood for one failed Ohio State drive before he took another one 85 yards on his way to 216 total. Michigan had 532 yards of offense before the kneel downs and victory formation took away two yards without their best offensive player. He played. He played. took. Ohio State also didn't have their best <laughs> offensive player, though. So C.J. Stroud is not their best offensive player? Jackson Smith and J. Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., I would say, is better. Than Jackson Smith and Jigwa. Yes. Did you see what Jackson Smith and Jigwa did? Did you see Marvin Marvin Harrison all year? Did you see? Oh my God! Jackson Smith and Jigwa set the Ohio State if, record for receiving yards in the season. Yeah, he had sixteen hundred receiving yards. Marvin Harrison has eleven hundred through. I understand, games. and maybe that's why C.J. Stroud keeps getting invited but losing in New York. Even if Je- Marvin Harrison Jr. has Jackson Smith and Jigwa's Rose Bowl. He still wouldn't break Jackson Smith and Jigba's record for receiving yards. If, if you want that to be your excuse as to why Ohio State scored 23 points, that JSN was out. Oh, I'm, I'm not making any excuses. Okay. You were just, you're going to bring up Michigan was out without their star player, Ohio State was out their star player. Ohio State hired a Big 12 defensive coordinator <laughs> and got a Big 12 defensive performance. Okay. 532 yards. Are you happy with this defense? No, I mean, okay, so. Honestly, he, in the first half, in the he first did good half, against Wisconsin. In the first half, it was the lack of execution. 
I mean, Cam Martinez gets burned, corner slips, a corner misses a tackle. Those, if those plays are are made, if then Michigan <laughs> three plays in the whole first half. If CJ Stroud was good, oh. they could have won the game. It's crazy. If, no, no, no. If different listen, players listen, made listen. different plays, they, the outcome would be different. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying outcome different. I'm just saying that you can't just put all the blame on the defense coordinator for giving that much yards. When I didn't players put all the blame executed. on him. I said part of the blame is CJ Stroud throwing two picks. Okay. But you're going to bring up the well, however many yards they have? 532 yards? Yes, but literally three plays in the first half. Like, it's a completely different ball game if those three plays are executed. I understand. Ohio State's entire offense is big plays. They is weren't it? They weren't given that. Is it? I mean, it has been before this year. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily always they, big plays. They talk about the avalanche of point, how it happens so fast, how all of a sudden Ohio State scores three times and the game is over. That's not long, methodical drives. Yeah, but it's, it's not necessarily big plays. It's 20 yards, 20 yards, 20 yards, touchdown. They it's didn't like get that. that. Like, not necessarily a touchdown on first play every time. I didn't say first play, but that's fine. All I'm saying, 532 yards. C.J. Stroud, again, got a bunch of cotton candy yards with unfinished drives. They got some field okay. goals. How, how many points did these yards give them? Plenty. Dude. Plenty? They he, finished at 23! Just, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't Stroud's fault that they didn't finish the drives. You're right. And it's also partly Jim Knowles' fault. That they didn't finish the drives? That they gave up 532 yards of offense. Okay. So that 23 points wasn't even close. Okay. J.J. McCarthy became the first Michigan player ever to throw for three touchdowns of 45 yards plus in one game against Ohio State. Donovan Edwards became the first Michigan player ever with two runs of 70-plus yards in one game against Ohio State. Cornelius Johnson is the first Michigan player ever to score two touchdown receptions of 65 yards plus in one game against Ohio State. The home run hire gave up home run after home run after home run. Stay forever, Jim Knowles. I'm fine with Jim Knowles. Good. 532 <laughs> yards. I'm fine with Without Jim the Heisman candidate. I'm fine with Jim Knowles. Unreal. Jesse Minner, Michigan's 39-year-old defensive coordinator, in his first year on the job without Aiden Hutchinson, without David Ajabo, completely shut down the so-called offensive genius in Ryan, in Ryan Day in the second half. Here's Ohio State's drive chart in the second half. 17 yards, punt. Zero yards, punt. Seven yards, punt. 52 yards, field goal. 59 yards, Mahomes interception. 12 yards, interception. That's absurd. For this offense, supposedly one of the best ever to have that drive chart. I don't know if they were putting the best ever like narrative this year compared to last year. They won year. every game by double digits. They're... C.J. Stroud's going to win the Heisman. Marvin Harrison is unstoppable. I mean, he'd have over Did you know yards. Marvin Harrison, when he was covered by Will Johnson, a true freshman, had four targets and only two catches? For a one for a touchdown. No, he didn't score on Will Johnson. Oh, okay. Jimmy Knowles was selling out to stop the run and then got burned through the air three times. Then when he adjusted, Michigan got stopped on the first drive, got the ball back, and went on a 15-play 81-yard drive that took up nearly eight minutes and ended with a McCarthy rushing, rushing touchdown that was effectively the game since Ohio State wouldn't 
score again other than a field goal. Then came Donovan Edwards' 75-yard run, 85-yard run. Michigan had the answer for everything that Jim Knowles tried to do to stop them. Michigan took the Heisman from Stroud, and they took the Broyles from Jim Knowles, which today the Broyles Award finalists came out, and Knowles was not listed. Wow. Honestly, Saturday, I was real down. I was down in the dumps, and I was going through it. But then I remember there's always next year to remember to put my lucky underwear on. I it got it got to a point where it felt like I didn't need to wear my lucky underwear for this game anymore, and that bit me in the butt. Did you take them off at halftime? No, I didn't put them on. Oh, yeah, I was going commando. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, really though, it was so like the game was so weird to me. It was just bizarre watching it. It felt like at, at, at halftime, it felt like Michigan was lucky to even have it be close. Like the way, like like I said in the first half, they literally had three plays that scored their 17 points that made it 20 to 17, and it just was like, oh, Ohio State's just gonna come out like they just come out in the second half and do their thing and they should pull away. But boy, was I wrong. Um, it was just like I don't know. Like it felt like the defense was being more aggressive than it needed to be, especially especially once Corum wasn't playing, and. I also thought the offense was being too conservative. There were so many times, like, oh, it was just a, it was just a bad game all around. Lack of execution, dumb mistakes, drop passes. Just like the we we saw the penalties last week, but the like you said a few weeks ago, like Ohio State never drops the ball. They had Marvin Harrison Jr. had his first drop all season after a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pocket work by C.J. Stroud, and then an absolute dime right to his hands, and just Marv didn't catch it. It just didn't make sense. And then there was, then there was a third down play where it was another absolute great throw to the sideline to Xavier Johnson, and he dropped it on the sideline, and just like it was just a bad game. And are you are you counting it as a drop when uh, Stover had the ball in the end zone, and Mike Sainer still came out of nowhere and knocked it away? No, I think that was their last field goal too. So the, I think the the CJ Stroud needed to throw it sooner, but there was, he was being pressured. So he kind of had mm-hmm. to he got he got pressured, so he had to roll away from the play and then throw it off his back foot because Stover was way wide open. Yep. And then the the late, the throw was just late, and he lobbed it too much, and then the guy made a perfect play. But um, no, I wouldn't say that's a drop. I, I mean, I would like to see Stover have the str- stronger hands to pull that in, but it was a great defensive play, if I'm being honest. But um, Ohio State had multiple chances to go up multiple scores and just couldn't capitalize on it because of these stupid penalties and drop passes and missed tackles and – I just, I really would like to see how this game would have played out if we were a little less conservative, conservative on offense. Maybe try to go for it on fourth down another time or two, other than the one time where Stover dropped the ball again. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean that's all I really have about the game. That overall, I felt like the lack of execution, like there were player, there were players in position to make plays and they just didn't, and the aggressiveness on defense was a little too far and then the lack of aggressiveness on offense was the the offensive play call in a general it was first and 35 and they ran a play that they've been running all year that I don't think I've seen gain more than three yards all year (laughs) it's that little sweep where you just pitches it to the running back and just never works and oh we thought 
first and 35. I, I get running the ball on first and 35, try to catch the defense off guard, get enough points to make it, get enough yards to make it manageable, right, right. but not that run play, man. It hasn't worked all year. Why would you try it against the best defense you played all year? And it, it, there were other play calls. I saw people on Twitter complaining about the um, bubble screens, but the bubble screens were working, in my opinion, for the most part. I was getting frustrated that Michigan was playing them so far off. Yeah, and so I, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the bubble screens this game. Unlike the Penn State game, that was terrible because they just weren't working and they just kept trying them. But um, I don't know. It felt like there were times. I feel like I don't know if Ryan Day didn't expect to have the ability to run the ball like they did, and it just made him overthink everything because it felt like there were times where they would run the ball, and I'm like, what the heck? Why are you running the ball? And then there were times where they would be throwing the ball, and I'm like, just run it. I, and- I meant to look this up, but I forgot. But that time it was, I think, third and two, and they ran the ball with Trainum, mm-hmm. lost a yard, fourth and uh, three, or maybe it was second and two, lost a yard, third and three, got stopped for no gain. And then I don't remember if they punted or went for it. I don't know if they ran the ball again. It's terrible. Crazy. It's terrible. And then Dalen Hayden had two carries the whole game. Like, I know Chip Trainum was running the ball really well and Mayan was back, but it just seemed like after a guy balled out like he did the last few weeks, like he would have got more of a mm-hmm. shot. But that that was weird to me too. And, I mean, obviously the coaches know the personnel better than I do. But, um, yeah. It's nice for me that you have to wonder, though, because for years, I had to be like, I don't understand why they did either, this. Either way, like, Chip Trainum ran the ball well. Like, Ohio State's running back depth is kind of insane. It made me a little frustrated that Michigan was recruiting him to transfer as a running back. Ohio State got him to transfer as a linebacker. And he and he's to clearly run. a good running back. Yeah. <laughs> he should have come to Michigan and taken over for yeah. Haskins. Not instead of Corum, but alongside Corum. It's just crazy. Like, you have Travion Henderson, five-star, who played great last year. He's been inconsistent this year. Uh, Then he's hurt. Uh, Then you got Mayan Williams, who was started the year off hot, was doing really well, got hurt, has been been having a hard time seeing the field. Uh, Then he was balling out. Uh, Then you have guys like uh, Evan Pryor, who's a five-star running back that got hurt in the offseason, who's out. Uh, Then you got Dalen Hayden and – Chip Trainum stepping up. I do think, like, credit to Ohio State in their depth, though, like being able to run the ball still, but obviously it didn't mean anything at the end. But Yeah. Uh, Scarlet and May's pick standings. I really friggin' wish you had picked Wisconsin because <laughs> the Minnesota game puts you over. So I ended up 6-2 and two this week with the extra point. You were 5-2. and two, But that put me at 77.2% overall. And you at 77.9% overall. Wow. So, I mean, I, I'm happy with it. I'll take I'll take a Michigan win and buying you dinner every year if that's the trade-off. <laughs> well, I bought you dinner last year. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Viewer questions. We got a number of them. Yeah. Since Michigan beat Ohio State by 22 in Columbus, what needs to happen for Michigan and Ohio State to both make the playoff? Well, the first part of the scenario is pretty obvious. Michigan has to beat Purdue. I mean, we can't yeah. go past that. I mean, I do think if Michigan loses to Purdue, it would be hard they'd to take still them out. be in. It would yeah. be hard to take them out because, like, you can't put Ohio State in over after losing by 22. Yeah. Um, maybe that would be the way they put Alabama in. Over Michigan? Yeah. Oof. I mean, like, they probably oh. want to. I mean, it would be they, – they could justify it. The chairman – I could hear him right now. He would say, oh – 
we we learned after Purdue beat Michigan that the Big Ten really wasn't that good. So <laughs> we felt like the SEC deserved a second team in Alabama. And you know the Texas near lost yeah. Alabama or Alabama's near lost to Texas. No, but yeah, not if, aging well. If TCU or USC loses, I think Ohio State's in. You you we talked about in the group chat that you yeah. think that TCU could even get in, even if they. I lose think as TCU well. should be in regardless of what happens. Uh, the question to me is. How much weight does a two-loss Alabama team carry for being in the SEC in comparison to a one-loss Ohio State getting blown out at home? Yeah. I honestly think it should be Ohio State. Like, I don't want it to be. I'm not scared of a rematch. I just don't want Ohio State to have nice things. So I don't think they should be in the playoff. I just don't know that it would be uh, Ohio State over Alabama, even though I think Ohio State would be more deserving. Because, yeah, Alabama lost two close games. They also could have lost two more. They've had their shot enough. Just let's move on from them. So I think yeah. Ohio State's only shot is USC losing. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, Alabama's played two top 20 teams, according to the, the current AP poll, because the college football yeah. playoff poll isn't out yet. But Ohio State's played uh, – Alabama's played two top 20 teams. They lost to both of them, both by a very slim margin. But then Ohio State played three top 20 teams, and they're 2-1 and one in those games, and won one of them on the road. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Wisconsin hiring Luke Fickle and Nebraska hiring Matt Rule? I think they're both good hires for the Big Ten West. Luke Fickle was recruiting well at Cincinnati, so I imagine that he'll add some talent with having a established. He's an established winner. He's made a playoff appearance as many, as many as Jim Harbaugh to date. Um, but um, the Matt Rule um, turned Baylor around and. After the stuff with Bryles, it was really impressive to see that. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why he can't make Nebraska better than they've been. I mean, they were already recruiting well when uh, Scott Frost was the head coach. And so I imagine he can just keep that up and just execute on the field better. But um, I do think Luke Fickle being at Wisconsin, which is a little bit bigger name than Cincinnati, obviously, mm-hmm. I think he can keep his recruiting – in Ohio, and that might hurt Ohio State a little bit. Wisconsin coming in to get some recruits from Ohio, but um, no, I think they're both good hires. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good hire for Nebraska. I think it's a bad move for Matt Rule. I think yeah. he could have waited and got a better job. Although, I mean, he does have a, I don't want to say an easy path, a clear path to the division championship, so the conference championship game, but like. <laughs> The Big Ten West sucks. Yeah. it Like, turning around Nebraska to the point of winning the division isn't as hard a job as Baylor. Right. Uh, I do think, like, I should have looked this up, but it did kind of feel like Matt Rule was, like, a one-season thing. Like, he, I don't think he, right. he didn't do it multiple seasons, did he? I don't where even he, remember, he, to be honest. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's going to be weird watching Wisconsin not be Wisconsin on offense, at least on offense. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be man ball type, just power run, power run. They'll probably spread it out more. It's just going to be weird with Luke Fickle. Uh, but Luke Fickle lost to Brady Hoke. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's done well at Cincinnati. I'm just hoping he has a buyout yeah. clause so he can easily go to Ohio State when Ryan Day gets fired. Uh, all right, Zach, I asked you this before. You didn't want to answer it. Thoughts on C.J. Stroud's postgame comment, this one game does not define this team. Okay, so – as far as football goes, it does, for sure, obviously, especially if they don't squeak into the playoffs like we talked about. Um, 
they will be remembered for losing to Michigan, especially this fashion at home. Like, it, it kind of, def- as a team, it defines them. As individual guys, it doesn't define them. It doesn't define their lives. It doesn't define who they are. Like, just, they can get past it as humans, but their team is going to be remembered as losing to Michigan. If it, so, so when you first read it or heard it, what was your initial gut reaction? I don't, I don't read. Was it that face? You no, go. I just my thing is with press conferences, like I don't read too much into it. Like I, I don't think C.J. Stroud's like what, like what, what, what would you expect? What do you think my takeaway should have been that they don't care say, much so about the game? This does not age well, admittedly. Tate Forcier, when he was a freshman, okay. lost to uh, Ohio State, and he said, "No one is going to work harder than me." I'm going to work every single day to get better so that this won't happen again. I promise this won't happen again. Stuff like that. I mean, and then he was benched for Denard, and then he said it would be hard to flunk out of school like a month before he flunked out of school. Uh, but I would want something like that, something like this won't happen again. It might be different from Stroud because he's leaving. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like it, – it wasn't as bad, but it reminded me of Devin Funches. In Brady Hoax last year, when uh, Devin Funches said wins and losses are just a statistic. <laughs> Strouds aren't nearly as bad. But if he was Michigan's quarterback and he said that after a loss, I would have a similar reaction to what I did when Funches said that. Or I was just like, ugh. Like, what What are you talking about? This is yeah. why you're here. Yeah. You're here to win games. Right. But, like, I don't think when he's saying... It doesn't def- when he's saying it doesn't define them. I don't think he's saying. That. You think he meant personally as as men? Yeah, yeah. And it's also like it's not like it was like I didn't watch the the press conference, but I'm. It's I didn't he just, see the clip either. I just saw he, the. It was something quote. he said in the moment, and like I'm sh- like I don't know people. I don't. I just <laughs> think people read too much into press conference comments a little too much. This is coming from the guy who said his Heisman moment. Was a play that didn't happen. Maybe he doesn't think well on his feet in okay. terms of quotes. I don't mean he's a dumb guy. I like he clearly is a good football player for college. I, I just that's two two quotes that people go what with the Heisman moment and then this. Uh, is Ryan Day on the hot seat? Another question said, should Ryan Day be fired? Uh, but we'll just we'll take it down a little notch. Is Ryan Day on the hot seat? Should he be on the hot seat? No, and no. He's 45 at Ohio State. Sure, he's lost the game that matters the most the past couple of years. But realistically, realistically, if COVID wasn't a thing, he'd be two and two against Michigan right now. <laughs> the game was canceled in 2020. I have a bit of a hot take, but I think that game being canceled saved Jim Harbaugh's job. There is no doubt in my mind that Ohio State in 2020, that Ohio State team would have beat the brakes off of Michigan. If it if it was the it was the season, it was the off season leading up to that 2020 year, where Ryan Day had the quote where Michigan's fans loved to bring it back up last year and this year, I mean, I where he said to hang up hang 100 points on him. That was when he said it before that season uh-huh. when what was Michigan's record? I don't even know. Two and four. Two I think and four, and they were ter- lost 49-11 to 11 to Wisconsin. I legit believe... Went to overtime with Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, went to overtime with, with Rutgers. I legit believe if Ohio State wanted to against Michigan that year, 
Michigan would have been in danger of having 100 points scored on them. I just think it's funny that after the last two games, Michigan and Ohio State, you have the audacity to think Ohio State would have won the game. The thing is, Michigan's like maybe, had... Maybe it would have been closer. The thing is, Michigan's had good teams <laughs> the past two years. Yeah. Ohio State made it to the national championship that year. They beat Trevor... Yeah, only because it was a COVID year. They, they ended, the Mickey Mouse... They ended Trevor Lawrence's <laughs> career, beating them 49-28. to 28. Trevor Lawrence was a pretender. After Dabo Sweeney voted Ohio State yeah. to be ranked 11th. <laughs> I still actually have a little affinity for Dabo Sweeney for that. <laughs> I think that was awesome. Uh, so, no, I don't think Ryan okay. Day should be on the hot seat. He's fine. People try to compare him to John Cooper. John Cooper didn't come in and go to the playoffs year one. He didn't, he, well, they didn't he went have a playoff. He went 6-4-1 his first year. I don't yeah. think anyone ex- – even, even John Cooper, I don't think anyone expected him to go – Three and zero his first three years against Michigan, and and John Cooper was terrible against Michigan. He had some years where he was undefeated, and then lost to Michigan. And but those were later in his career after he had been there for a while. Like I don't think John Cooper was a good coach in general. Like okay. cool, he had some years where he had su- success, but Harbaugh had some years where he had some success before COVID. So I mean, COVID is like his one really bad year. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, before that he was winning a lot of he if we're being honest, pre-COVID if anyone was John Cooper, it'd be Jim I Harbaugh. said that last year. Yeah. On the show, I said that Jim Harbaugh is Michigan's John Cooper. Yeah. And then he made it to the playoff. It's funny cuz I've even seen Ohio State fans calling him John <coughs> Cooper and I'm like realistically, like if we're being honest, he's 2 and 2 against Michigan. Here's my thing. I do think well, it was 17 of 19 or whatever that Ohio State had won against Michigan. It was some ridiculous number if that's yeah. not it. I don't think Ohio State knows how to lose. That's like a, a kind of a, a credit to you, like a way to go, because you haven't had to deal with a loss in this game. But now that it's that last year it was – I mean, you were saying it too. Oh, Ohio State's going to blow them up at 30 this year. And I think you were maybe half-joking, maybe 100% serious. But now that the second one happened, I think it's rational The how irrational Ohio State fans are because they haven't had to deal with this. Yeah. Like last year, people told me, act like you've been there before. And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> Some of these people haven't been there before. Yeah. I was like a kid the last I mean, time Michigan won two in a row. And in, in the four years under Ryan Day, they're 45-5, and five, like I said. Th- two of those – Five losses are to Michigan. By double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I what we do know is that if he was at Michigan, he wouldn't be on the hot seat. <laughs> uh, I don't think his seat is hot, but I also I don't yeah. know that it's still as comfortable at least. So like what here's my question. What does he even do to fix this? Because he had a Heisman caliber quarterback. He has all the five star receivers. He's not resetting the defense again after one year. So I go back to Stroud's comment. <clears throat> I think he might, or he maybe thought that he could focus on the playoff and kind of coast past Michigan. Like he didn't actually have to worry that much about Michigan. Since his hang 100 comment, Ohio State has scored 50 points total in two games. I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I think they finally had a hire that isn't a home run. It seemed like at first, they're like, it's going to just keep continuing. They had Jim Tressel. They had one year of Luke Fickle, great. And then they walk into friggin' Urban Meyer, 7-0 and against Michigan. And then he gets run out of town because he's a piece of human being. 
And then it seems like they have this new offensive mastermind that's ready to take over. And maybe he's not on the same level that everyone thought he was. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's takes uh like maybe he's not he's not the level of Urban Meyer, sure. But Urban Meyer really only did it once at Ohio State and in Ryan Day, like I don't know, like I think Urban Meyer's boosted up a know. little bit because of his seven and oh. Yeah, I don't know how many stretches Urban Meyer had where he was forty five and five. Cause because in he he won the national championship in 2014 in his third season at Ohio State and then they didn't score another point in the playoffs after that for yeah. Urban Meyer. Like I don't know if he he that team was ridiculously stacked and they had some good coordinators and I think it was it was the it was the right time and all that it was the recipe, and it was a national championship, and I really think they could have gone back to back if they didn't suck against Michigan State. But outside of that, like Ohio State wasn't really like elite, other than against Michigan. But that's the game that matters the most. And yeah, boosts. I mean, they got they got blown out by Purdue. They got blown out by yeah. Iowa. Like that's not stuff that's that's not something that's happened under Ryan Day. All five of his losses have been to top ten teams. Mm. Two more questions. At Hez Trevino asks, is Ohio State officially underdogs to Michigan going into next year, or are they still delusional? My question is, who's they? Because I don't know who – because Vegas decides who's underdogs and all that. That's true. And so I don't know if we're talking about Vegas. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State's favored again next year just because of the talent gap. That talent gap's still there, and it will be there for the next few years. But – I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State's favored again. Yeah. If that answers uh, the question. I think they definitely could be uh, since it's in Ann Arbor. But Ohio State is still getting to that game as favorites. Or them getting to that game as favorites wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, especially if they're both undefeated again. But yeah. We'll see. They got uh, to play at Notre Dame next year. Yeah, I don't think that'll be an issue. <laughs> uh, another one from Hezekiah Trevino. Zach. What are your thoughts on Ohio State football's Instagram going dark at halftime and not posting anything since? They posted. Oh, so your information is wrong, Hezekiah. They they posted on Sunday. Big Ten takeaways. You don't have any. I just have one. Michigan won the Big Ten. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not give Purdue a shot. Michigan isn't Ohio State. Michigan won the Big Ten with a win over Ohio State. Notre Dame lost and Michigan State lost. Plus a cherry on top, Brian Kelly lost. It was a great day. Honestly, for two reasons. If Minnesota had lost, that's Michigan's only other rival. That's another rival losing, and it would have given me the win in the big <laughs> standings. But still a great day. Big Ten Championship. Michigan is favored by 16 against Purdue Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, I honestly didn't even write any notes because Michigan's going to kill them. Like, Purdue, I think, is going to put up some points. Probably more points than Ohio State put up. But Purdue's defense is bad. That's all I have to say. Michigan should win this game. Michigan should win by 20-plus. I think I do think Michigan was saving some things for Ohio State. I think that they were uh, letting themselves 
be contained to break some things out against Ohio State, and I don't think they're going to play as conservatively as they did uh, most of the year. Okay. You have, you have any thoughts? You can make a pick. Dude, I don't know now. I I my only notes were just Michigan win, but now that you're just assuming they're gonna, you just said they won the, you just said they won the Big Ten. We spent all season talking about how the Big Ten West is garbage. Purdue was losing at halftime to Indiana. Iowa crapped the bet away. I don't know, but you can't just, especially Purdue. Watch this, uh, Aiden O'Connell. I'm very, very sorry that your brother died. I, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at your reaction. Uh, Jeff Brom isn't as good of a coach as I thought. I picked Purdue to win the West. Purdue's not as good of a team as I thought. I've got Purdue. I'm the Big Purdue. Ten West is garbage. If you're picking Purdue, the picks are back open. <laughs> no, I got Michigan. <laughs> Michigan will win, but watch out, bro. Oh, on to some basketball talk okay. to cheer you up and bum me out. Uh, catch us up on Ohio State basketball since two weeks ago. They went to they went to Maui and they lost the first day to San Diego State. San Diego State's a tough game, tough yeah. team, and uh, they're still ranked after the tournament. But um, that made it so that the best they could do was fifth place, and they won out and got fifth place in the Maui tournament, beat ranked Texas Tech, and got them into the top 25. Justice Suing absolutely balled out against Texas Tech. He's from Hawaii, we by the way. have 32 points? 33. Jeez. He had, he's from Hawaii, so he got to play in front of friends and family, I assume. But, uh, yeah, that was cool to see them bounce back after losing the first first game to win two in a row. They whooped Cincinnati, but I don't think Cincinnati's that good this year. But, um, yeah, so I <laughs> – Sean McNeil, even that game against San Diego State, they've got some guys that can get buckets. He got he had a lot of points against San Diego State out of nowhere, hitting a lot of threes. And uh, Bryce Sazenbaugh, freshman off the bench, is leading him in scoring still, even though Justice Suing put up 33. And Zed Keys still Zed Keys, solid big man down there. He's still shooting threes. Not <laughs> He didn't shoot three in any game <laughs> since then. He's not but, shooting 100%. No, he didn't shoot 100% <laughs> oh, in the first yeah, yeah. game. But, yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, so, Ohio State upcoming is at Duke on Wednesday yeah. and then hosting St. Francis, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I didn't know that was a school. Uh, Ohio State uh, has looked really good so far. I think they actually pull off the upset at Cameron yeah, so against Duke. It'll be tough at Duke, obviously. It's tough. But, fun fact, Ohio State is undefeated against Duke in years they lose to Michigan in football. Look, there was the, there's all these music... Uh, correlations here. Anytime this person releases an album, yeah. this team never loses. We got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State's going to beat Duke. Obviously, they're going to beat St. Yeah. Fran- Francis, Pennsylvania. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, Michigan basketball. I mean, they're struggling. They're like 4 and 1, 5 and 1 right now. I don't even know because football is doing so well. Let's keep talking about. No, we can't. Uh, but Michigan is too bad on defense. I said this last time in passing. To make, because I was not trying to get out of talking about Michigan basketball at the time. They are too bad on defense to be as inconsistent on offense as they are. Yeah. To me, it seems like they're so disinterested in defense and rebounding, but when they show effort there, they do well. There's just a lack of urgency for some reason rebounding and playing defense. Like Kobe Bufkin, Jet Howard, it seems like when they are in the game, 
Like when they are focused on the defensive end, when Kobe Bufkin especially is going after rebounds, they could be a really, really good team. But most of the game, neither of them want to play defense. Neither of them want to rebound. They just want to shoot the ball. Uh, Like I always say, there's always football. (laughs) Uh, Michigan upcoming, it only gets worse. They host Virginia on Tuesday, and then they travel to London on Sunday and play Kentucky. It's been set up. I think it got postponed during COVID. I think Tuesday is going to be painfully awful, especially for a home game. Virginia is going to just completely wreck them. I think Kentucky could also be a blowout, but I'm looking forward to watching uh, Shibway against Hunter Dickinson. Hopefully that's a fun-ish battle and Michigan's not down by 30. Why would they go to a foreign country during the World Cup? Like Nobody's going to care about basketball at that time. I don't know that people would care about basketball over there anyways, at least college basketball. Yeah. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't. Uh, Isn't aren't the Wagners from Germany? Yeah. They're going to London. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you, yeah. I said foreign country. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did say foreign country. Yeah. Not um, specifically England. Do you have any picks, Virginia and Kentucky, against Michigan? <clears throat> All went two. Yeah. <laughs> we are in agreement. Things no one is talking about. Michigan's out-of-conference schedule. <laughs> Feels good. That's funny. Yeah. That might be the best one that I've heard all the entire show we've had. Thank you. That's funny. Uh, tweet of the week. You deleted Twitter. Um, Why are you going to expose me like that? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I came up with four to make up for it. Yeah. So mine is from – I have two Ohio State tweets. One is from at Mr. Ohio, who I think you've used before. Yeah. At 1227 on Saturday, Michigan is soft. It's a good tweet. From the Ohio State blog, 11 Warriors at 3.35 on Saturday. We're going to take a break from tweeting for a moment. Need to think about some things. That's a real quote at the end of the game or towards the end of the game. It's a good tweet. Uh, Thank you. From Brandon Walker, which is at BFW, Ryan Day was born on third base, and now he's standing on second. Wow. Must be stupid. (laughs) Zach, we've talked about the big two and little 12. But Scott Bell tweeted out, Michigan's results versus the Big Ten's other highly touted teams at various points of this season. Ohio State, 22-point win. Michigan State, 22-point win. Whoa. Penn State, 24-point win. Big one, little 13. Whoa. What, what was the – Michigan's calling Michigan State a highly touted team? They started the season highly ranked. Dude. That's weird. If this is what brings you comfort, the that's, fact that he did—that's kind of—he was that's kind trollingly of like, calling Michigan State highly was it touted. Trollingly? They, it says highly touted at various points of the season. They started out like eleventh in the country, so yeah. No, it wasn't eleventh. <laughs> Something way too high. It's like fourteen. Clearly, because they're hoping for some worse teams to decline bowl bids as, as a shot at the pizza pizza bowl. Pizza pizza. Yeah. Uh, anyways, until next week when we talk about how badly Michigan beat Purdue, go blue. Go Buckeyes. <laughs>